Sports, politics, life. Back Nine Development presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Online at backninedevelopment.com. A big finish to the week begins with a big price tag for the Kansas City Royals if they want a new downtown ballpark. We'll get to that in just a moment. We've got a big podcast for you here. We'll preview Chiefs and Broncos, KUOU, Kansas State, Houston. We've got a lot of sports nuggets for you, some interesting news topics. And, of course, Lee Sterling will join us for Paramount Sports with this weekend's Paramount Picks. It is all straight ahead. We're glad that you've decided to join us here for our Friday episode of KKHI and an interesting story in the Kansas City Star, which when they are doing their job, this is what they do. They don't get overly political. They don't force a bunch of crap down our throat that people don't care about. They find topics that are interesting to most Kansas Cityans, and they cover it, and they break news. And in this case, they did with a secret memo in Jackson County that was apparently not so secret because it was leaked to the Kansas City Star, and it involves County Executive Frank White the former Royal, one of the greatest Royals of all time, obviously, and lifelong Kansas Cityan, discussing what it will cost Jackson County if the Royals build a new stadium over the course of the 40 years that this tax would be enacted. And they have multiple outside sources and accountants telling them that the true cost of a new ballpark for the Royals over time will be somewhere between $4.4 billion and $6.4 billion to Jackson County. Now, Frank White's an embattled politician. There are all kinds of things they want to get done in Jackson County that seem to be priorities or at least sticking points with the residents a lot more than the Kansas City Royals. And this is typical for a community that is host to a Major League Baseball team and an NFL franchise for so many decades. When you've had them forever in their entire existence, you don't think you're ever going to lose them. And you can take things that you have for granted, as we all do with anything in our lives. And perhaps Jackson County is doing that. And they're saying, look, we're not going to pony all this up. This is too much money. This is too rich. You have to measure the cost of losing such an entity. If it goes to Platte County across the river in Kansas City, and all of a sudden this thing's in North Kansas City, what is the issue for Jackson County? What do they lose? What kind of revenues do they lose? What kind of prestige do they lose? How many businesses move? What does it do for the county? So I'm certainly not an expert on those things, but to me, there is no bombshell to this story. I do like the story. I I like the fact that they got the information. They found the true cost. I think what we're finding is behind the curtain, there's a lot of resistance between the two counties with the Royals that, hey, this is not such a great deal for us. We don't see this as a great deal. We see this mostly as a great deal for the Kansas City Royals. And I think that is a perfect way for politicians to be looking at this. Now, the person that immediately reacted, okay, because he is all style and no substance, immediately reacted and said, oh, this story is wrong. The star is wrong. And the leaked memo doesn't. Who do you figure that is? Who is the first person to react and call BS on all of it and not worry about any nickel that's been or what it takes? The Royals have got to stay. Mayor Quentin Lucas, of course he is. Because he doesn't care about your money. He doesn't care about spending. All he cares about is another notch on the bedroom post of being mayor of Kansas City. I built the new airport. I built the new ballpark. I built this. I did this. I did this. That's all these politicians climbing their way to the top care about is what they can say on their resume that they got done. And to be honest, it's a smart strategy because once it's done, 
Nobody remembers that the airport had all kinds of snafus when it opened. Nobody remembers that it cost twice as much, but they found a way. People are just going to the new airport and they kind of like it. They're like, well, this is a much better reflection on Kansas City. And ultimately, that's what voters do. You take money from people, they don't like it, but you build things they like and they forgive you. That's the Democrat game. It works. You can't argue that it works. We'd be happy if they took our money and spent it more on the military or closing the southern border. There's a lot of things we'd be happy if they took our money and spent it on. It might not be a Royals ballpark, but it might be. You might be completely and totally in favor of this. But a very interesting story, and the the, the real bounce back, the, the comedy in all this is, you know, this is dem-on-dem dem crime again. And this is what you get in, in places where there's one-party rule. This is all you get. Frank White doesn't aspire to be anything other than county executive. This is his last position. He'll be a retired man soon, and that'll be that. The Kansas City Star is just, they got good information and put a story out, which is their job. They're doing what they do. But they're liberals, and they love Mayor Q. They have upset Mayor Q in a crazy way on this thing. He's attacked the star. He's attacked the story. He's attacked the county. He's attacking everyone because, damn it, he just wants his stadium. He wants his stadium downtown, so he has a legacy. So someday there will be a statue. The man built an airport. The man built a downtown ballpark. The man was mayor during two Super Bowls. These were the heydays of Kansas City when Mayor Q was mayor. And he's going to go on, clearly he's going to go on at some point and, uh, and run for Congress and be in Congress. I, I just don't think there's any question about that. So, and, and go upward. He's plenty young enough and he's playing the game well enough in dim circles that that's what it's all about. But a very interesting story, the, the county's, the secret memo leaked to the Kansas City Star says the ballpark could actually cost $6.4 billion to taxpayers of Jackson County over time. Hmm. Staying in Missouri, I hate this story. I mean, well, I love it as a story, as something to present to you, because this is probably under your radar and you'll not hear it anywhere else. I love doing that. I love, I love bringing you things that you don't know or haven't heard likely, but I hate that this happened. This is the Missouri State High School Athletic Association. You know, the, the wonky wonks, the muckety mucks that run our high school athletics in Kansas and Missouri that make ridiculous decisions because they interpret a rule book. No, they don't interpret a rule book. They take the rule book literally and never use their brains at all and ask the question, what is right? What is fair? And can we, in this case, all I would ask for is, we're going to delay our decision. That's it. We're not going to make an immediate decision. We're going to meet on this. We're going to hear from people involved. We want to talk to the authorities. Here's what happened. In a place I've never heard of, Houston, Missouri, this is 2A volleyball, high school volleyball. District 8, Houston wins the championship. They're going on to the semifinals. They've got a chance to win a state title. They have an outstanding 2A high school volleyball team in a community, again, I've never heard of. And there's a hospital nearby that I've never heard of either. And it is called Salem Memorial Hospital. And last weekend, before Houston won its District 8 title, before it won its District 8 title, Class 2 title, three members of the girls' volleyball team from the high school went to Salem Memorial Hospital 
and took part in a mammography volley for a cure co-ed tournament. They were raising money to teach young women to get a mammogram every year. Now, these are rural areas. These are smaller areas of Missouri. Healthcare probably isn't what it is in Kansas City, St. Louis, and Springfield. To be quite honest, these girls are working and competing in a co-ed. It's like a fun run. It's like a chili cook-off, for crying out loud. You know what these things are. We're raising money for charity. Mammography Volley for a Cure co-ed tournament. Three girls participate in this thing. And the entire team is disqualified, and they strip them of their District 8 title and will not let them compete in the semifinals. The team that they beat advances. Now, if anybody can explain that to me, Rule 3.13.2.A says these young ladies competed in, quote, an organized non-school competition during the season, unquote. And the entire team is disqualified. You know, I could even see it that maybe a proper penalty would be these three girls are suspended for the next round or the next match, whatever it may be. I, I don't, but I don't even like that. I don't. But at least I could see, okay, these three girls did something. Maybe they should have known. Or how about this? How about you let all the kids play and you suspend the coach? I've always felt coaching is where you go. Punish the coaches. Something happens outside the rules. Suspend the coach. You can't coach the rest of the way. The assistant coach takes over. Great. It'll never happen again. I promise you. That coach will never allow it again. He'll know everything that's going on with it or she within the volleyball team. And it won't happen again. There is no, this is not the spirit of high school competition in any way, shape, or form. And these young kids, because some of them may be 18 and adults, although the age of consent in Missouri is 17. So many of them are young adults. You know, what are, what are we telling them? that we, we want them to compete. This is the time of their lives where they're, they're forming as what they will become as real adults, I guess would be the term we would use. But it's okay to be competitive. Work hard, lift weights, run, get in shape, practice, practice, practice. Become as good as you can be at something. My God, we need more of that in this country, not less. We got too many kids that are just slacking completely and don't give a rip about anything. And you've got 16, 17, 18-year-old girls in a small town busting their butt to get to the semifinals of the state championship. And on a Saturday, they take their spare time and go to a co-ed event to raise money for mammograms at the local hospital. And the entire team forfeits. I don't have any words, folks. I don't have any words. If these people, these people get caught up in these rules and, well, we've got a strict policy and this was unfair to the other team, unfair to the other team. Do you really believe that the Houston high school volleyball team in class 2A gained an advantage against their opponent a few days later because these girls went to a hospital fundraiser and played co-ed volleyball? Shame on the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Bunch of fools, these people. Speaking of fools, this story gets me riled up, and I don't know why this gets me so riled up other than I was raised in a house in an era where there was great respect for John Fitzgerald Kennedy and Robert F. Kennedy. 
especially from my mom. JFK was revered in our house. Most of America revered JFK. Conservatives, Democrats, we were a Catholic family. They were the first Catholic president. There's a lot of things here that I didn't know as a kid. I just knew that JFK was a figure to revere. RFK Jr. is running for president of the United States right now as an independent. He is third in polling. There is polling that shows him in places at 14%. That's a real percentage. I don't think anybody in my lifetime as a third candidate has gotten 14%. I think Perot got, well, maybe Perot did. I was thinking Perot got around 12, but he might have gotten more. Maybe been in the upper teens, so I could be wrong. But this is a Ross Perot type scenario. There are people that will hear the Kennedy name, and if he's on every ballot, will vote for him. There's a lot to like about RFK Jr., but not everything. He's a liberal. He's a Democrat. But he has stances on things like big pharma, vaccines, and mandates that we love on the right. So he becomes an interesting independent candidate because he can peel voters from both parties. You know his story. He's hard to watch campaign because he's had the health issue and the voice problem. There's a lot. There's a lot. It's a mixed bag here. I don't think RFK is a genuine threat to win. But I do believe he is a person that for the betterment of America should be allowed to run and be listened to. I think he should be running as a Democrat and let that party decide what they want to be. He's decided to run as an independent because the Democrat machine, the Obamas, completely disrespecting the Kennedys and are shutting him out. Power is shifted from the Kennedy family to the Obama family. Now, whether the Obama family and his daughters or whatever at some point you know, move forward and want to continue the legacy of Obama, I don't know. My guess is Obama is such a narcissist, he doesn't really want to share that. He just wants to be emperor while he's alive and doesn't need that to go on. We went from the Kennedy family to the Bush family. These things are not good, by the way. When these dynasties come along in politics, they're not great for America. We know that. The Obama thing's the worst of all of them. Obama clearly is crushing and keeping down RFK Jr. This story makes me sick only from an historic perspective. We watch crazy people run around and mass shoot people. We know there's crazy people in America that want to make history and be on the news. They have mental Ill, illness. They're suicidal. They don't care how they leave this planet or if they go to jail. They're crazy people. We don't have asylums anymore. We don't lock crazy people up. It sounds simplistic to say, but you've heard me say it before. I think the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest changed, did irreparable harm to the United States of America. We literally closed down mental institutions because of that movie and thought everybody that works in those mental institutions is awful to these crazy people that are committed to these institutions. So we don't lock these people up anymore. We don't keep them monitored and try to get them help and watch them long-term and release them to society if they do get better. And most of them don't get better. They're crazy people that have been diagnosed as crazy, like the gunman in Maine, and he was kept, and they took his guns away, and they said, you can't have a gun, and you're crazy, and we got you help, and then they release him on the street, and he kills all these people. Gets a gun and kills all these people. It's what crazy people do. We need to lock them up for long term, six months or more. Let's analyze this person. Let's find out if they're a threat. Are you still hearing voices? Oh, you're hearing voices. Your insurance just ran out. You could only stay here seven days. Okay, sorry about your voices. There you go. Take these pills, and everything will be fine. And then it's not fine. He goes to a bowling center and shoots people up. 
So a crazy man in Los Angeles climbs the fence at RFK Jr.'s house. RFK Jr. has hired the most expensive security firm in LA to travel with him and be around him because his dad was assassinated and his uncle was assassinated. And you don't think some crazy person out there right now in the back of their mind is thinking, what if I could kill a Kennedy? There are literally rock bands that have been called the Dead Kennedys. I mean, this is a thing. This is not a regular person that needs security. This is a Kennedy. There are plenty of people, crazy people, that would understand the historic significance of killing this man. Running for president. So a man leaps the fence. They arrest him. They take him to the L.A. police where he's arrested, he's booked, he's charged, and he's released. And what does the man do that climbed the fence and wanted to get to RFK at his house after he's released? He goes back to the house and he climbs the fence again. And again, the security guards catch him and take him and turn him over to authorities. This is a bad story. That's, that's a hell of a story all in itself, and you're not hearing this story anywhere. That's bad enough, right? That's, that alone is bad enough. RFK is getting the Trump treatment. If, if something happens in RFK's world, the media ignore it. They, they, don't want, it do, they don't acknowledge it. It's as if he's a conservative. The Democrats own the media. They own the narrative in this country about everything. They own it all. So this didn't happen to RFK, apparently, because they're not going to report it. He goes to Twitter and puts it on Twitter and says that it's happened. His beef is a legitimate beef. They will not provide him Secret Service protection. Now, can you explain to me how John F. Kennedy was assassinated, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was assassinated, I'm sorry, Robert F. Kennedy was assassinated, and now RFK Jr. is the number three leading presidential candidate and can't get Secret Service protection. In an independent party, he's the leading candidate as an independent. I think if I'm Speaker of the House right now, I'm passing some, we're taking a vote on the floor, and we're sending it right over to the Senate. We recognize that we're a two-party country, but we're going to provide secret service protection for the leading candidate that is also an independent. That's real democracy. That's real leadership. How does this man not have, I don't know, four agents maybe? And a car? Something? I don't need to give him the beast and the presidential treatment, but my God, how do we have all this money in this country to send to Ukraine and we can't give just a little bit of protection to RFK Jr.? This is all politics. This is as bad as it gets. This is as low and evil as Democrats can be. Because make no mistake about it, if Obama or Joe Biden wanted RFK Jr. to have Secret Service protection, he'd have it. It would be done. They don't want him to have it. They literally don't care if he's killed. They would just see it as another collateral damage, out of our way, don't get in our way. We've got our own party and our own thing over here. It is absolutely sickening. But there's a lot sickening going on in America. Yesterday, I did a riff about mortgage rates and what it's doing to regular people. And I got a tremendous email here from a gentleman. I will not give his name. This is a man who is, listens every day, and he's a patron. And he is a great American. And he's doing everything the right way. I assume he is much younger than I am because he has small children at home. And I'm going to read you what he sent to me. Kevin, your words about the housing market got my blood boiling once again and how this disaster of a presidency is screwing us over left and right just to line their pockets with overseas dealings. I've heard you mention many times Dave Ramsey. 
And my wife and I are big fans of his. Years ago, we set out to become debt-free. And as of October 2022, we accomplished our goal, paying off over $90,000 in debt. As part of our money-saving ways, we moved into a tiny house owned by my wife's family where we paid very minimal rent. We will always be grateful to them for that. When I say tiny, I mean it. It's two bedrooms, one bath, non-livable basement, 650 square feet. Yes, that small. When we moved into this house six and a half years ago, we knew it would be short term and our family of four, a family of four would be fine for a little while until we were able to achieve our dream of building a new house on the land surrounding the house that we hope to own one day. Since then, our family has grown by one child. We now have three children, 13, 11, and five. They share a bedroom. You can only imagine how a, a nearly 14-year-old girl feels about sharing her bedroom with her five-year-old brother. We were thriving under President Trump's leadership. We paid off debt left and right. We'd take bonuses where we could sock money away and pay off chunks of debt. Since our financial freedom came last October, we were able to purchase with cash the 14 acres the tiny house is on, along with the tiny house. We began to make plans for building a new home. Last year, in the last year, that brought us to a screeching halt. Our savings are taking a hit because everything is just so damn expensive. A 7.4% interest rate on a $250,000 construction loan would cost us over $1,800 a month. We are now stuck in the tiny house for the time being. Where are the Trump haters from the last seven years that shamed us for our desire for lower taxes and more freedom? Family members and lifelong friends cut us off. They tried to make us believe that we were, that they were much smarter than us, that we were just, quote, low information voters. Yet here we are in a leftist, socialist American cesspool that has turned our country into the exact thing we revolted against in 1776. I am pissed off and tired. Amen to you, brother. And I, I want to repeat this because I want this to be positive. I don't want to do the same thing I did yesterday and dwell on what's happening. We can fix what's happening at the ballot box, and we must do that. The amazing part is this man and his family are doing everything right. They're playing by the rules. They're not getting in debt. They have a perfect setup. They own 14 acres of land, and they're ready to build a house on it right now, and they can't do it. This is not people looking for a handout. These are not low-income people. Look what they did. Look at the money they paid off in a few years, and look at the land they bought. With cash, they have no debt. They've done everything right, and they're in a 650-square-foot house with one bedroom for their three kids. Of course they have options. They could sell all this land. They could do whatever. They've worked towards something. They've worked and worked and worked, and Joe Biden is taking it from them. That's what liberal policies do. Absolutely what liberal policies do. KKHI is brought to you by the Finch Knife Company, online at finchknifeco.com. Keep life from getting dull with a Finch pocket knife. This holiday season, what a great gift. And while you're at it, you might as well get one for yourself. You know you want one. You've heard about them. Have you gone to the website and checked them out? They are gorgeous. Everybody needs a good pocket knife. Finchknifeco.com. Beautiful knives like these are also available at Shields, the Bullet Hole, and Teague Tractor if you want to see them in person. It's pretty simple to log on to Finchknifeco.com and check out the Flint series with a 7.2-inch uh, total length, 3-inch blade, satin finish, titanium clip. You're going to love it. The Hatfields and the McCoy series are out. The Shiv series is out. 
It's all right there at Finch Knife Co. They have a new series come out every couple months or so. If you want to see them all, they're online at finchknifeco.com. Cross Kitchens KC for a limited time is offering free granite countertops. Make the call this weekend. Talk it over with your spouse and say, is now the time? We need to remodel this kitchen a little bit. Maybe you don't have to go complete overhaul. You might be able to refinish the cabinets, redo the countertops, put some new flooring in or refinish the flooring and have a great new look. Little backsplash tile. Cross Kitchens loves jobs like that. And they're offering free granite right now, free granite countertops for uh, a job that will qualify for it. 816-898-7047. My guess is I'm going to get an email next week and say the free offer is over. That's my guess. I don't know that for sure. That's my guess. So I would call today or this weekend. 816-898-7047, crosskitchenskc.com. And Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet GMC, home of the lifetime warranty. You're going to love the service you get at Roberts Robinson, even if you don't live anywhere near Excelsior Springs, Missouri. If you do, you know what great commitment they have to their small community. They've also got the Dodge Jeep Ram store uh, very close by. And they just do great things, great charitable things, community events. They're, uh, they're a stalwart in their community in Excelsior Springs. But as any great dealership with great conservative values, they'd love to serve more people than that. They'd love to serve you no matter where you live, in the Kansas City area or St. Joseph or anywhere in rural Missouri or Iowa or Nebraska or Kansas. They'll bring your new vehicle to you. You don't even have to go to Excelsior Springs. If you want to have it built, they'll have it delivered right to your home. And they'll send a professional to your house when they deliver it that will go through the entire vehicle with you, just like they do on the showroom. Show you everything it does and how everything works. That is incredible service. Doesn't matter where you live, they'll do that for you. RobertsRobinson.com or call Tim. He's the sales manager. Say, hey, I don't live close to here, but I sure would like a new Chevy Silverado. How do I make this happen? 816-826-1563. Remember, they got low interest rates now. So we talk about interest rates a lot on this podcast does not affect these GMs right now. There are great low interest rates, some as low as 0.9% available on Chevy and GMC at Roberts Robinson in Excelsior Springs. Okay, a couple of quick hitters here. I like this one. There's something called the Texas Policy Institute. They're online at texaspolicy.com. They have established the true cost of driving an electric vehicle in the state of Texas. Now, immediately I know what you're thinking. Texas is a petroleum state. This is going to be biased. What I, okay, I, I'm, I'll, I'll give you, I'll cede the point to you that this may be biased. Against electric vehicles and in favor of gas-guzzling giant SUVs. No problem. But when you hear the number, there's a lot of room for inflation here that still boggles the mind. Texas Policy Institute has discovered the true cost of owning an EV in the state of Texas with excess charging costs, subsidies, and taxes, and of course, the cost of buying your charger for your home and all these other things, is actually equal. We've taken the average price of gas in Texas. It's equal to, owning an EV is equal to paying $17.33 per gallon for gas. <laughs> That's an awesome story, don't you think? Ah, yeah, it's the kind you put an asterisk by. But even if they're crazy inflated, it may, you know, if it's $9 a gallon, that's a story. That's got to be at least 
five times what a gallon of gas costs in Texas to own an EV. In sports, the Chiefs are practicing Justin Ross, wide receiver, after he was arrested for allegedly dragging his ex-girlfriend around their apartment and smashing some of her things. Immediately, critics are saying he should be suspended. He shouldn't be practicing. He shouldn't be allowed to play. We don't know if he's going to play Sunday or not. We'll, we'll find that information out at kickoff. But the Chiefs, it, it appears the Chiefs have decided we're keeping this player. They kept Willie Gay for a similar thing. And I don't hear a lot of people complaining that Willie Gay is playing for the Chiefs. So domestic disturbances happen. I'm not going to call this domestic violence yet. This is a domestic disturbance. Something happened because the phone because somebody called the phone and claimed a domestic disturbance happened. So somebody was at least mad enough to call the authorities. Now, folks, we preface this by very carefully saying that I'm not sure this is what happened here. In fact, it probably didn't happen here. But there are too many liars out there today. Women have blown their opportunity to be for, for us to presume guilt of the perp. Too many women... And by the way, too many racists, too many race baiters have cried wolf and it's been found to be not true. So never has it been more important to say innocent until proven guilty. And that's the stance the Chiefs are taking because they like this player. If they didn't like this player, they'd cut him. I understand that. But they like this player. And to be honest, they've put teams in a position where they're almost compelled to keep their player playing. There's a union involved. The NFL is the disciplinary arm in situations like this. If he's convicted or takes a plea of anything substantial, he'll get a six-game suspension. This Imanahu is the same thing, right? The guy who just started playing for the Chiefs, similar kind of deal. He just suspended six games by the NFL. So this is just not unusual anywhere. The NFL doles out the punishment. We don't know what will happen. This man is clearly not going to face jail time. There was no... There was nothing in this that said she was bruised, battered, bleeding, taken to the hospital, none of that. She claims he dragged her around the apartment and smashed her stuff. So it sounds like he grabbed her by the arm and went around and smashed her phone and did whatever. And is it assault on a person to pull them by the arm while you break their stuff? I think technically that's probably an assault, but that's about as weak as an assault gets if that's truly what this is, and I don't know what this is. But I also believe there's a chance she's lying. There's a chance he just went around and smashed your stuff. I'm assuming authorities found broken stuff. There's also a chance that he left and she smashed a bunch of crap and called the police. The grandmother apparently is a witness. She'll corroborate it. She'll be honest. So we'll find out. But people screaming for the Chiefs to cut this guy, you know, fire him, suspend him, not let him play. No, 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 no. Due process, innocent until proven guilty. To this point, nobody's been physically hurt here. There's a, a he, he there. It's his ex girlfriend. They're not together. I'm assuming there's a restraining order. He's going to stay away from her. The things that the things that we have in our justice system are in place, and I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have a giant problem here, because I've gotten to where on these domestic things. I want to wait and find out the truth, and I don't believe the first thing I hear to be the truth. How about the manhunt in the main? Were the first things you heard the truth? No. That story just keeps changing and changing and changing. If you've been in the media as long as I have, you know one thing. The first thing you hear is the truth. We just learned that the stadium could cost $6 billion over time, and the Royals are saying one. 
You don't believe it. You're skeptical of everything you hear. And I'm skeptical of all this. Justin Ross may be a complete pig, but to me, he's never done anything wrong to anybody in his life. He's got a completely clean record. He has no history. The man has a right to keep working until the criminal justice system finds out exactly what happened and whether he actually committed a crime. So I'm okay with it. Oh, I saw this yesterday. The computer says Oklahoma has an 87% chance of beating KU. Is anybody buying that? And if it really is 87%, wouldn't the money line odds for Kansas be greater than what they are? That's, that's like, so KU should be plus 800 on this deal. Eight to one odds. It should be eight to one odds KU winning. I'll take that all day long. I'm not buying it. 87% chance Oklahoma wins. No, KU can score. Jason Bean's going to start at quarterback. I think the team has moved on from Jalen Daniels. I don't think there's any, among the team inside the walls, I think Jason Bean is their guy. I think he's like, oh, this is his team now. Here we go. Jason Bean's our dude. Let's go play. And they score. And they score and they score. And they've got to be getting better and better and better under Jason Bean as the season goes on. Their, their offense is hard to defend. It is tricky. It's complicated. And guys are always open, and the line blows holes for the running backs. So, will Oklahoma score? Probably. KU's defense isn't very good. Oklahoma can really sling it around. This is one of those games where the bar is low for your defense. If you're the KU defense, you got to play too deep. You got to give up a bunch of first downs and say, we're not going to give them 80 yard touchdown passes. We're not letting them get behind us. We're not going to allow them to happen. We're going to make them use the clock, make them keep, you know, getting first downs, which means, if you get a sack or a holding call, now you're first or second and 20, that's a great time to stop them. Then you can stop them, okay? But as a rule, play it soft, play it back. Don't let them get behind you. And find a way to take some risks in this game defensively and get at least two takeaways. Whatever that is, whether it's blitzing, whether it's confusion, whether it's just good hard hitting, you got to find a way to take the ball away twice from Oklahoma. Then you go out and you score your 34, 38 points. You got yourself a ball game. And I think that's what we're looking at at KU this week. 87% chance for Oklahoma to win. I'm not buying that. Sorry, I, I think KU's offense is too good for that. 87% chance, the computer says, for Oklahoma to win. It's a similar deal. It's, it's a bigger deal for Kansas State. It's 90-something. The computer says K-State will be Houston. I ain't buying that either. Football is a hard game. You might know that I have a certain disdain for computers. I like statistics. I like math. I've just watched too much football to think that there's a 9 out of 10 chance that Oklahoma is going to win or a 9 out of 10 chance that K-State's going to win. I've seen too many games. I've seen the way that oblong ball bounces. And when it's on the ground, it bounces funny. And then it's mostly luck. It's week three of the two-headed quarterback in Manhattan. Both teams play at 11 o'clock. Missouri is off. They've got Tennessee and Florida coming up, which is huge for Mizzou. That's going to be fun. Little note here for uh, K-State fans. Kansas State is number two in America in red zone defense. Number two in America, giving up the fewest touchdowns when opponents get in the red zone behind Michigan. And if you look at the top 10, it's a who's who. It's everybody. It's all the good teams. It's Georgia. It's Ohio State. It's Michigan. It's all the teams crammed up there at the top. And what I'm describing for you is what I'm describing for Kansas this weekend. Yeah, some teams have gotten down to the red zone against K-State, but they're not getting in the end zone. 
This is a team that literally won the Big 12 last year with a goal line stand defensively. We don't think of teams as being defensive teams. And K-State this year has been so bad at times defensively in allowing someone to torch their secondary and get behind them. We've forgotten that in their DNA is they're a really good defensive program. And their coach is a defensive coach. But it's starting to show now in the statistics that you can get in the red zone and not score on K-State. I think that's interesting and it's noteworthy as K-State goes forward because their offense is getting better and clearly their defense is getting better. How about this note? George W. Bush is throwing out the first pitch at the World Series tonight. Game one of the World Series, the Rangers and the Astros. This is in uh, Dallas. Rangers are the home team here, and George W. Bush will be throwing out a first pitch for the fourth time at the World Series. You famously remember the one after 9-11 in New York. That was awesome. I mean, I like George W. Bush. I just don't love him, and as the years go by, I don't love him anymore. He seems to me now, as we've, as Trump has exploited the playbook, George W. Bush was a warmonger. He caved his last two years in his office economically and became a Democrat with the stimulus plan and all the money that he spent and all those things. He, he turned, and we're learning as they go. He's not supported Trump. They don't like the MAGA people. He is a staunch supporter of military. I love that about George W. Bush. He is a fine man. He, he's got a family full of good people that have done really nice things for America, but they are no longer my cup of tea. I liked him more when he was president than I do today. Not personally. I, I, I love the man. I'd love to have dinner with him. There's, a lot, there's so many great things to say about George W. Bush. His policies aren't one of them. We need to say goodbye to his policies and the party's policies that he was behind. All right, Lee Sterling is brought to you by Window World, simply the best for less. Official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. Call 816-799-0820 and learn how you can replace the windows in your home or business with 0% financing, lifetime warranties, and American-made products with a great conservative Midwestern company, Window World, online at windowskansascity.com. Bstock.net has a sale on gaming across the board, everything gaming. This holiday season, gaming, gaming, gaming. They've not done this before. They have all kinds of product coming in. Go visit them this weekend at 14680 South Flaming Road. There's other cool things to see there. The front of their warehouse is a little showroom. But if you're interested in PS5s, gaming desktops, gaming laptops, or MSI, largely considered the biggest and most desirable brand right now, they have a small quantity of everything coming in to do with gaming. What they don't sell to our listeners, they're going to put on their website. So you can get it first by calling 913-800-1419. That's 913-800-1419 or visit them in Olathe, 14680 South Flaming Road. Before the product comes in, tell them exactly what you want. You'll be on the list and you'll get it at a price that you can't believe. And Ron Buck and his team over at Buck Disposal. This is a company that this is a business that has been run by corporations in Kansas City for quite some time. These big, giant disposal bins on job sites where they fill up with construction gunk and everything else, or if you're in landscaping, you fill them with tree removal, all kinds of different things. Well, now you have a local company you can call with real local service and real local people. Ron Buck needed these big dumpsters on his site. He needed these giant canisters. When he'd tear a roof off, he needed one. And these companies didn't serve him very well. And there was no local contact. And he got tired of it. And he said, I'm buying 100 dumpsters, three different sizes. And I'm going to do this not just for my roofing projects, but for anybody else that wants to rent one. And I'll have truck drivers and we'll drive these things around you. We'll drop them off when you want us to. We'll pick them up when you say, even if that's a Saturday or a Sunday. Buckdisposal.com. 913-242-7695. Another great business 
from Buck Services. Awesome job, Ron. Way to go. All right, it's time to get our picks with Lee Sterling for ParamountSports.com. He's got something special this week. Seven games, Friday night, seven games for $17. If you've never subscribed to his service, you can get in for $17. Here we go. Lee Sterling's up. Hit it. The KK Has Issues Conversation is presented by Joslyn's Jewelry. 95th and Antioch or online at joslynsjewelry.com. Lee Sterling joins us now with all your picks for the weekend, and he has got some special coming up for everybody. Seven games, seven selections for $17. I've heard of some deals. I've never heard of this deal, Lee, and there's a lot of pressure on us here. Okay, we're playing after a bye week now. We were off last week, you and I, because the things that we were doing, your daughter was singing the National Anthem at the Bears game in Chicago. Spence was getting married in Arizona. So we're supposed to be refreshed and really on our games. Like the great coaches always win after a bye week. We got to win this week, don't we? We do, but uh, I feel good about it. Uh, one last couple nights. So, you know, this is that rare period for two weeks in the year, two out of the 52 weeks where football obviously takes place, college football in the NFL. We've got uh, World Series baseball still going on. We've got hockey started a few weeks ago, and the NBA started on Tuesday night. All four sports, so I'm like, you know what? We're winning in every sport. I know there's a lot of people that listen and They'd love to give it a shot, but they're like, oh, well, it takes a little bit of energy or, you know, uh, I'm not sure. It's a little, maybe a little too pricey for me. How about this? 17 selections, either Thursday or Friday night, $17. That's right. Combination, all four sports, you're going to get at least one selection in every sport, either Thursday or Friday, $17. As soon as you purchase, the window pops open with all seven selections. That's right. $17, not 77, 177, 17 bucks, 17 paramountsports.com, 17 bucks, seven yep. plays paramountsports.com. We'll go over the lines here in just a couple of moments. And, and then we'll have your uh, free play is going to be the lions and Raiders. And you still have a, a phone number. People can call and get a hold of you. 800-400-9741. But if you want to get these seven games for just 17 bucks, Log on to ParamountSports.com. There's all kinds of cool videos and things there that Lee does every week to get you ready for some of the biggest action coming up for the weekend. Now, they all know all about the wedding last week. All right, everybody listening knows about the wedding. Tell me about Brooke singing the national anthem for the Bears. What the (laughs) heck was that all about? Uh, So she had met Kevin Warren, who is the president and CEO, while she was bartending in New York City. And... They were just talking about sports, and he came in with some people, and she told him she was doing the national anthem for the Orange Bowl, and he's like, "Wow!" <laughs> so he invited her uh, to sing the Big Ten championship game for the following year, and it turned out he ends up leaving, going to the Bears. He's the president and CEO there, so uh, they had been in touch with each other, and he offered to have her. He invited her to sing one of the games, and they worked it out. It was last Sunday. So it was one of those days. It was just magical. It was 55 degrees, Kevin, not a cloud in the sky. They are starting a free agent quarterback from Shepherd College. Right. Yeah, and he doesn't make a mistake. They win the game, and they had lost 10 straight games at home. So finally win and break through in, 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 at home and win. And uh, sounds like she's probably going to get a an invite to come back. So she was just enjoying the moment, had fun, 
But who knows? Might be a regular gig now for the Bears. Who knows? So how does that work? When they do that, They obviously they bring her in. They put her up the night. You, you have a yeah, suite. Yeah, how, so what what do the Bears do for someone that sings the anthem? I'm curious. Yeah, she was put up, she, uh, put up in a hotel, uh, paid and, 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 and flown in and, and, uh, and then also put up a nice hotel near the, near the stadium. And, uh, you know, she was doing it, uh, to, she practices it. I mean, she had done the orange bowl game. She's done numerous NBA arenas, baseball, but, um, you know, just enjoying the moment and, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And actually she's been contacted by a couple NFL teams since. That's so, awesome. um, you know, have, they have the wedding singer. Maybe she's going to be the national anthem singer. That's awesome. That's so fun. <laughs> Good for you, man. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, seven games, 17 bucks is the deal. We'll talk more mm-hmm. about that again in a moment. That's all four sports that are playing at once. We didn't do a show last week, so I don't have your record for well, we didn't have a show. So I can't tell people what you right. were last week, but here we go. We got some big games coming up this weekend. We're going to talk college and pro with Lee Sterling. And if you want to sign on for, uh, a month, the rest of the season, whatever it may be. He's going to take football all the way to the Super Bowl. We love his selections here. These may or may not be part of his service. We give games of local or regional interest that everybody, our listeners, care about, and Lee takes a crack at them. So these may or may not be part of that. Let's start in college football with the Texas Longhorns, a big favorite over BYU, yep. as the new teams in the Big 12 are really struggling. Oh, they. I think it's a combination, talent and also speed, and maybe coaching too. So, BYU, everything went right in their last game against Texas Tech. They get to face a third-string quarterback. And third-string quarterback, in my opinion, if this kid was to go to OU or Texas, probably the fifth or sixth-string guy. So, they get five turnovers. Five turnovers to none. If you lose a game like that, you're awful. They win the game. You know, it looks like by a couple touchdowns that they're – turn in the corner. People are going to bet BYU based on that and the fact that Quinn Ewers is not playing in this game. He's going to be out a little while. Texas has so much talent. The only one that can probably screw it up is Steve Sarkeesian. If I was him, and I'm, I know his team inside and out, and, and your matchup against BYU, run the ball 50-55 times. If you run it 50-55 times and throw 10, chances of you winning and winning actually by a large margin are very, very high. BYU is not real talented. Texas has a ton of weapons here. Special teams edge. I, as long as he's smart, I think they win this game easy, 34-10. All right, Kansas State was spectacular last week in drilling TCU 41-3, and they have decided to go. I told you before the season started, you asked me about yep. you know, Will Harris. I said, you, this freshman that K-State yep. has is going to be something else. You're going to know his name yep. by the time he's done at K-State. What they lacked all year, Lee, in the first four or five games there was no playmaker for K-State. Will Howard's a fine quarterback, but they lost their top receiver. They lost their running back. There was nobody that could just break it. He was standing yep. over on the sideline, and he happens to be a quarterback, but they're getting him on the field. They're rotating series. We also saw a few snaps where they're both on the field, and that really has right. me excited. I've always said my whole life, you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I think K-State's rewriting that. Both of them, as they do QBR for quarterbacks, to, you know, one through 100 every right. week. Will Howard was number two in the country last week. Avery Johnson was number six. They had two of the top mm-hmm. six QBRs, two guys in the same game. I don't know what to make of it other than this is really an exciting time to see if this becomes a different kind of football team. But I don't know that I love a minus 17 against Houston. What do you think? So I, it's funny. As I said the same thing, my wife, I'm watching the game. I'm like, I love it. This is exciting. 
And I actually think it'll work. Now, you know, is it going to work long term? Maybe not. Obviously, you know, both kids they want to play, but I think when you're winning, uh, kids will deal with it. Kids will, you know, deal with playing 30, 40, 50 percent of the time if they're winning. I think Houston's going to have a tough time getting up back to back. So they were up and they fell behind 21 nothing and came back as a 23 point underdog, made a game of it, tied it. Texas goes ahead by a touchdown and then they rallied back into like the 10 or 12 yard line, can't punch it in. I think they're going to have trouble with uh, both of these quarterbacks here. Think that uh, this Houston team, unless they get takeaways, is just not very good. They just get out talented here. They play with a lot of emotion when, when they're playing hard and they're playing with emotion. And as long as they get a couple takeaways, they're right in it. But I mean, that game against West, West Virginia was a fluke. West Virginia, I thought was a 10 to 14 point better team. I think this is the uh, weekend where just <laughs> they've got nothing left emotionally. Kansas State 48 28. All right. Oklahoma is on the road at Kansas in the early kickoff. And I've got two strong picks this week that I like. And, and you'll probably tell me I'm crazy on both. I'll let you know mine on this game after we get yours. Oklahoma's a 10 point favorite over the Jayhawks. Oklahoma's dominated the series 18 straight. Last Jayhawks was 1997. All 18 wins have come by double digits. They were just, oh, you, I mean, just mediocre last week. Coming off the bye, they had covered six straight. They did outstat UCF, but had to hold on, but still plus 10 in turnover ratio. If Jalen Daniels plays in this game, I'm probably riding Kansas. I mean, backup Jason Bean is capable, but just not dynamic enough, not able to carry a team. The defense also has tons of weaknesses here. Oh, you gained 701 yards the game last year. I just can't see Kansas staying in this game. Oh, you 42-24. All right, this is where we're going to differ because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I I think Kansas' offense is – this coordinator they've got might be the best – well, he is the best in the Big 12, but he's one of the best in the country. And the confusion that other defenses have against Kansas is mind-boggling to me because we've watched them do Mm -hmm. a lot of the same things for a couple of years. They spring guys wide open, and somehow they run the football constantly. They have a really good offensive line. Man, I don't know. I'll be shocked if Kansas doesn't take this game to the wire, and I think they might win it, man. I, I think they may that'd win be the fun. game. Right. That'd be, if I'm going to lose a game, that'd be the game I'd love to lose. Yeah. Indeed. Okay. All right, let's go to the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys back in action, a pretty big favorite over the Rams. Who, I, Man, what a disappointment the Rams are. That thing is just – they won the Super Bowl, and it's just fallen off a cliff. They're just no fun to watch and no good no. at all. Is Dallas going to get really healthy again here on the Rams? I think so. As long as the line stays under touchdowns here, uh, Rams just don't have a good enough running attack. And you got to have some type of dual threat and just, you can't throw the football just, just so much. So, uh, when they go into actually 11 formation, one tight end, one running back, they're below 60% completion percent. So, uh, have trouble protecting the quarterback. We know Micah Parsons can get to the quarterback here. And uh, Dallas defense, I mean, they're setting the tone now. They're starting to play after that loss to San Francisco. So um, Rams are good in her division, but out of division, not so good. That loss last week against Pittsburgh was bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just – and Pittsburgh is not a good team. Mm-hmm. I like Dallas here, 31-13. Yeah, I'm with you. 
Chiefs of Denver, they're calling for snow on Sunday afternoon. Patrick Mahomes said, that's fine. I'm a, I am consider myself a great, really good snow quarterback, which is interesting for a guy from Texas that's only played in the snow a time or two, but it could be snowing in Denver. It's a pretty big number here. The Chiefs-Broncos games are usually pretty close, and Denver's been getting a little bit better as I see it. The line is 7.5. What do you think? Got to have big hands being a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Something that, that I know I couldn't play in wet weather. Never played in snow, but cold, wet and cold weather, not a good quarterback, but he's got huge hands. And uh, some quarterbacks, like Aaron Rodgers, incredible. For some reason, I thought he used to play better in that kind of weather. I don't know how. But, uh, yeah, the Chiefs have dominated Denver 16 in a row in this twice-a-year series. They've kind of tormented them the same way that Green Bay has tormented Chicago. Chiefs, though, topped only 28 points once in the last six games against the Broncos. Broncos' defense has improved, allowing just 17 and 19 points the last two games here. I think KC wins 28-24, but anything more than seven points is a lot in the NFL. Uh, I think Kansas City wins, but Denver covers. I'm 100% with you on that one. All right, your free play, if you want to call 800-400-9741 right now, Lee Sterling is going to give you absolutely free. Detroit Lions and Las Vegas Raiders. The Lions are a big favorite after getting pummeled last week. In Vegas, got pummeled, too. It looks like Jimmy G will be back. I got a real strong opinion on this Denver-Vegas game. Uh, got to see, Denver, uh, uh, got to see Detroit uh, last year and also Vegas last week up close in person. So I think I know the personnel. You want to get it for free, be one of the first five callers. 800-400-9741. Hand it to you. And uh, like I said, all four sports. So never had a special like this. All four sports, seven selections. $17 on Thursday or Friday, just one place, ParamountSports.com. All right, you heard the man. ParamountSports.com is the website or call 800-400-9741. What do you got to lose? 17 bucks. Jump on this thing right now and get the seven games in four sports. Lee, thank you for your time as always. Let's have a winning weekend. Thanks, Kevin. All right, there's our guy, Lee Sterling. He's got a great special for you coming up this weekend, ParamountSports.com or get those seven games for 17 bucks. 800 400 9741. His appearance on Kevin Keatsman Has Issues is brought to you by ticketsforless.com. No fees added ever. Ever. The price you see is the price you pay until you put KKHI in the promo code box and then your price comes down. Always. Anything you buy, still want to go to the KU game? It's sold out. Get your tickets on this Friday. Go. Want to go to Manhattan and see the game? Get your tickets right now. Ticketsforless.com. Promo code KKHI. Watch that number drop when you plug it in. Aminis at 105th and Metcalf would love to have you come by this weekend and check out their outdoor patio furniture or indoor game tables like pool, tool tables, air hockey, shuffleboard, or see their new line of saunas for your home. Yes, you can have an in-home sauna for way less than you believe. Freestanding or built into a wall with storage behind it. These are awesome saunas. They are great for your health. Visit Aminis or online at aminis.com. And North Kansas City Dental can be your new dentist. Dr. Bill Bush and his team would love to see you at North Kansas City Dental for your regular care or any special need that you have. Call 816-471-2911 or log on to nkcdental.com. Our final final comes from South Korea, and it's a tragic story of a person who I don't feel bad for because I just don't. When people do things that I easily would say no to, like I could be, you know, really college drunk 
or something and would still say no to this. I'm certain that I would, I've never been in a state of mind in my life where I would have said yes to this. So when this happens to people, it falls under one category, and we know what that category is. I'll explain. A man in South Korea ordered a delicacy at a restaurant of live octopus in sesame seed oil and some spices, I guess, salt and pepper, that is still alive with wiggling tentacles. Okay, you've already said no, you're not trying that, right? Well, get this. This is not only a delicacy in South Korea. Tourists want it. It's in demand. This thing is really in demand. So a South Korean man begins to eat his delicacy and the wiggling tentacles that are still alive are in his throat and he starts to choke. Well, no stuff, Sherlock. Wait, you got wiggling octopus tentacles in your throat and it's choking you? Yeah, that sounds right to me. Okay, the man didn't die from choking. Well, he would have, but his heart exploded first. He freaked out so bad he had a heart attack and died right there with wiggling tentacles of octopus in his throat. The man had a heart attack and died. Here's the worst part. He's not the first one. Apparently, this has happened before. Several others have died on this dish. Yet tourists go to South Korea and demand it. I can't even imagine. How, first of all, how is it still legal? Do you sign a waiver? I know this dish could kill me. Let me try. <laughs> Let me try this live animal or pieces of live animal that the tentacles are still moving and see if I can survive it. Oh, good. There's a good plan. Folks, there's only one category here. Know what it is. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. As always, thank you so much for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. (laughs) 